0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Heartwood Nation podcast with your boy CL Ethnic and my main man, Bryce Ward. What's going on, Bryce?
1: Not much. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. I'm throw you a curveball because we, we couldn't record last week. Congratulations on the first pick in the NBA draft coming up. Just, just throwing that out to you. Thank you. All right. So here we are. The two best words in sports, game seven. Today, or tonight. Too late tonight, but tonight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The Boston Celtics are traveling to Miami to face off against the Miami Heat. You said before the series that the Heat would win in seven. I thought the Heat would win in six. I was scared shitless when the Heat lost game five. <laughs> Having to go up to Boston, I was scared shitless. With, with everything yeah. that's going on, this, this series, refs, injuries, you know, players in and out every goddamn game. How surprised are you that Miami was able to win game six? Because I'm telling you, I had absolutely no confidence that they could pull it off.
1: <clears throat> I thought it was kind of like 50-50. You know, backs against the wall, you have to win. Um, and there's a lot of the guys on the Heat team that thrive. Under a type of pressure like that, especially Butler, he he you know he almost um, you know needs some odds against him more than usual. He, he's that type of player that thrives off of people undermining him, things like that. So, um, <clears throat> I picked the Heat in seven. I didn't think it would be easy for them at all. Obviously, with the pick, um, I thought it was just a straight up trade back and forth. So I was surprised when Boston won their uh, two games in a row. And I just thought the percentage, the chance that Boston would win the series went up considerably. I still thought the heat would go up and get that game in Boston just out of pure necessity, even though it's harder to win in Boston, of course, than defending your home court. I was surprised Miami lost that game at home. So, um, But I felt like with backs against the wall, that the the continued woes they had wouldn't surface through every game. So, like, out of just the, the odds of the way the games have went, I thought Miami would win that game and they'd come back home for seven. And Got it. I think Miami wins at home um, today because I, the, the, the Heat team as a whole has kind of underperformed the series to me, except for Jimmy Butler. I know Tyler here has been out, but he's been hit or miss in the playoffs anyway. Depot, same thing. Kyle Lowry, you don't know what you're getting because he's he missed more time than the other guys. Depots a late staple. Uh, nice surprise to the lineup when needed, but he didn't play whole season. So it's almost hard to, to envision what you could average from him in these games. Like, Struss had a, b- a bad couple games after being hot. At the beginning of the playoffs, um, it just seemed and Bam, Bam's the biggest disappointment. Right? And you can talk about matchup sizes, and things all you want, but as your number two guy, you, you have to get. You're not even getting in double digits some games. I mean, I know you're defending. I know you're getting rebounds, but and Jimmy Butler put up one of the greatest performances I've seen for the Heat or in the playoffs in general last game, but. Like, you need some other guy to step up. You need something. Kyle Lowry played a little bit better, of course, the last game. Um, You know, the whole team played a little bit better than the game before, of course. But the game before was abysmal. You know, without Jimmy Butler right now, you're pretty much dead in the water. And you just need a little bit from someone else. And I'm looking at Bam as, as the biggest issue there for me um as your number two guy like arguably an all-star or a a star at least uh by many accounts uh by a lot of heat fans and i just if this was anybody else on any other team we'd be ripping them so i believe a heat win Uh, i believe jimmy butler has again another big performance um but i'm looking for at least one other guy like bam needs to. Someone needs to get into like the 20 point range or the high. There needs to be a couple guys in the high double digit. Like, it's, I know Boston has a great defense, but you guys can't have bad shooting nights on top of having people injured. Like, you guys have that heat culture where next up, that's fine, but then you got to make shots. And if it's only Jimmy Butler making shots, that scares me. I don't care if he drops 50. Like the the rest of the team scares me in this series against Boston. The rest of the um, playoffs, they've been great. You've had a lot of guys step up, have big games. I know Tyler, Hero going down, uh, <clears throat> definitely hitting the bench. But, you know, he was hit or miss for a couple games too. So I just – I'd like to see more consistency um, from the rest of the Heat team, which we consider to be a deep team with lots of weapons. You know, I need to see those guys make some shots. Um to, for me to be convinced that not only can they go in and win tonight at home, which I do think they do, but for me to believe in them in the finals, which we'll get to later, of course. But um, I think the Heat win tonight. I think Butler has a big game. I think everybody that should have big games does, and I think it's going to come down to some of the supporting players and how how well of a game Bam plays. got it. There's, there's a lot lot to unpack there. It's, it's a lot. I've um,
0: been waiting. T- Tyler Hero was actually our, our leading scorer in the uh, regular season coming off the bench. Jimmy was second. Bam was third. Um, I killed Bam last year. All of last year, I killed Bam. This year, I've learned to appreciate the defensive effort. So if, he, if he's tired on defense, and, is, and if that's contributing to his lack of scoring right now, Defend your ass off. That's just what I got to say, because Boston has two great bigs now. there. They have two and a half good bigs. Horford, Williams, and then the the little fat kid, uh, the other Williams off the bench, the Grant Williams, the little light-skinned kid. Um, Bam has his hands full trying to contain those three guys. From, From a historical standpoint, you have your swing games, game one, game three, game five. When you win game five on the road, and you host game six at your house as an elimination game, the high majority of those teams win. They win that game. The odds switch again. If the home team who's up in an elimination game loses game six, in game seven, they're annihilated. The numbers show that 80% of the time they lose. Um,. I think Miami's going to beat the brakes off of Boston today because you can't give a wounded animal life. Miami was dead in the water. Couldn't make a shot. Boston Mm -hmm. had all the momentum. Boston had the referees on their side. Boston had the media on their side. There's absolutely. And yes, Jimmy Butler, all time great game. There's no reason Boston should have lost that game. They should have closed the heat out. Now here's something about the Celtics. I just looked this up this morning. They haven't been to the finals since 2010. 2010. Since that time, they've been in the conference finals five times. Every single time, they've hosted a game six with a chance to close out the team. And every single time, they failed, and they've lost the series. That's incredible. (laughs) Looking back at that, that is incredible that they've had a chance. They've been one game from the finals five times and have never been able to close it out. Um, And this current incarnation has been there three of those five times. So I, I think they're clearly, even more so than Dallas, even more so than Phoenix, they are clearly next in line. <clears throat> I just don't think it's this year because they
1: – We both hope it's not this year. <laughs> right. No, I just
0: – I just, I just I, I, look, I, I'm going to take the 80% over the 20%, right? This is, <laughs> that's, just, that's just what I'm going to do. I'm always going to take the numbers on that. You cannot let what happened in game six, you can't let that happen. And see, this is what this is what people who watch the game know. The refs called a better game. They did. It was more even. Was it even? No. Boston still got more calls. But the Boston Celtics players melted down. And what I mean by that is every time they called a the foul against Boston, it was, oh, Oh, uh, you're talking to the referees you're not getting back on defense Miami's taking advantage of it to where your co- your coach again has to tell you stop fucking worrying about the reps and play it makes, it makes no sense that it, during a series where you have a huge free throw advantage you get one call against you and you lose your fucking mind what that shows me is they're still not tough enough mentally what that showed Miami is we can get into their fucking heads. And it is it is it's baffling to me. And Bill Walton even said something about this recently about players bitching about foul calls and stuff. It's baffling to me that you're up in that you were up in the series. You were getting all the calls, and you're still bitching at the refs. So what the refs had to tell, the refs literally had to tell the Celtics during the game cut out the complaining, like just, just cut it out. The announcers heard him say it. They're like, yeah, the refs just told everybody to cut it out because it was so much talk. And I'm just like, Mm. what is going on? You still have to put the ball in the hoop. You still have to play defense. You can't rely on the referees all the time. You can't do that. Jimmy Butler's on one good knee out there dropping 47 on y'all. The reason he was able to do that was because the Celtics have been packing the paint because Miami was missing so many shots. The Celtics were packing the paint. All Miami has to do is hit a couple of threes, and then guess what? Now you have to pay attention to the perimeter. So even though Tyler Hero hasn't had a great series, that's why he's so valuable because he can knock down an open three. Max Struz had a couple of bad games. Guess what happened last game? He was knocking down threes. Kyle Lowry was knocking down threes. Oladipo was knocking down <laughs> threes. That gave Jimmy Butler all the space to move. Tonight in Miami – That three ball is going to fall. It is going to fall. And that's going to clear up the the, the routes for Jimmy Butler to slash (laughs) and do what he does best. Because after game five, where they shot seven from 45 from three-point range, oh, no, that's not happening again. I think Boston made a huge mistake by losing game six in their house. They they made a huge, huge mistake. And I'm not going to say – It's because of youth. They're young, but it's not like this is their first time in the conference finals. Luca Luca has an excuse. He's young. He got blasted out of the conference finals. That's part of his steps. This team has been there before. Three out of the last, what, five years, this team's been in the conference finals. They should know how to close it out. They made a huge mistake. Um, With that said, do you think it's going to be a tight game? Do you think it's going to be a blowout? I think it's going to be a blowout.
1: I say <clears throat> um, it's a tight game until maybe the end of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. I feel like we'll fill we'll someone's presence. And then I, th- I, see, I think we'll see uh, an answer back type of run and whether or not it's effective, you know, enough to get them back in the game or not. But I just uh, – a lot of these – <clears throat> games have uh, gotten a little out of hand towards the end of the third quarter. Like we've seen teams come back out hot and it kind of decide the game. So I, I want to see how both teams come out in the start. And I'm interested to see how teams come out after the half, because that's when you, you, you tend to get the tone of what, how they're going to answer or what they're going to do. So, um, I think it's close until, until until about that time, Then then we're going to really see.
0: This this is another thing. I, I love Boston's coach because he's so honest. I mean, just like Eric posture. he's just so honest. He said, we can't um, continue to have to come back in these games. Like, the games that they've lost, Miami's jumped on them early. So he's like, we can't always play from behind because it, it does wear you down. The only reason Boston was in that game the last game was because their bench player dropped 22 points because we shut down Tatum and Brown in the second half of the game. Bench players play better at home. Um, if Miami jumps on them early tonight, which I'm pretty sure that's the game plan, if Miami can jump on them early, I think Boston's going to wither. I, I just think they're going to be shook. and They're going to be like, what the fuck? It's going to be 1-2-3 Cancun at halftime. Like, I... <laughs> Because I don't see – I can see them being rattled if they're like, oh, here we go here we go again. If they jump on Miami – so, okay, if they jump on Miami early, Miami's not going to be rattled. But if Miami jumps on Boston early, I think Boston's going to be a little rattled. Um, because when that's happened, they've lost. So, we'll see. But I think I think the answer is going to come in the second quarter. So, I think Miami's going to jump on them early. Boston's going to answer in the second quarter. Miami's going to pull away in the third. Because Miami's had, throughout the playoffs, strong third quarters. So I think Miami's yeah. going to pull away in the third quarter, and then that's going to be a wrap. Now, going into our finals preview, that may be a bad thing. But for this one game, <laughs> for this one game, I think Miami's going to leave it all out on the court. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. We both have said that we think the Heat are going to move on, so we're going to do our two early NBA Finals preview. We know Golden State is ready. Sorry, Draymond. I know you wanted Boston, but you ain't going to get them.
1: <laughs>
0: what, do you, what are your thoughts on Golden State being back to the Finals considering all the adversity they've had with injuries for the
1: past two seasons? Let's give them their flowers. Um, and Durant leaving. They're just, uh, I mean, they were a great dynasty before Durant. So, um, based on them just not being healthy, you know, I if if you really, I think, don't have too much of a short term memory. It wasn't that long ago when Golden State was dominating. I know the last time they were, they were really tough. They did have Kevin Durant. So you got to go back just a couple more years. But, but there was a time where this team is very similar to what they are now. Um, no Kevin Durant, um, but you had your big three there and Stefan, um, Clay, and Draymond, of course. And then you had some very good role players. Andre Guadalupe, who won a finals MVP. Um. You you know what I mean? You ha- uh, what was the big man they had back then? I mean, I you know they weren't more- Bogut. They had Andrew Boget. Boget. Bogut, so big. It, you, <clears throat> they had a good team, and this team reminds me of that, if not, younger and more dangerous. Um, the fact that they're here this year, I, I said it earlier on in the season. If they're able to win a championship this year, the league is in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Because to me, it's like um, the <clears throat> the revival of that team, everybody being healthy, um, interchanging and having uh, that pool, uh, pool step up and play well, having Andrew Wiggins play very well for what they need him to be. Um, you can't ask more for, from him. Um, the type of offense they run, how well they run it, their coaching, Golden State's kind of undeniable, and it reminds me of a team bringing in a big star player again, so it's like you got your Clay Thompson back, let's say it like that. Usually when a team comes together for the first time, you get close, but you you fall at the end, you know, Miami Heat and LeBron James, um... I'm trying to think of another uh, – well, Brooklyn hasn't even made it that far. so. But lots of times, <laughs> with high potential, it still is really hard for a team to put it together the first year and yeah. win a championship. That's hard to do. So in my eyes, that's like Golden State this year. Um, the problem is they have experience as a team. It's not like bringing in a new player. But, but the feeling to me is the same. So if they're able to win a championship this year and um, – before Clay came back, no one really knew where they would be and how they how good they would be. We got a we got a taste of it last year, but still, you know, a lot of questions. So for them to be competitive, even before Clay came back, I think, um, raised a lot of eyebrows, you know, they're like, like for them to be that competitive because they, they were they were they really hit their stride and they were right there in the middle of the pack. And they were beating some good teams too while doing it. So it was a little unexpected but to for them to be here with Clay completely healthy and kind of feeling themselves already like playing with a swagger fucking doing dosy doze creating new new like new plays on the fly I'm like what's going on here? it's like for the, for to see them this comfortable and playing this well is it, really um is scary for the league this year so um Earlier on in the season, I really I picked Miami to win the championship, and that's still my pick. But um, more so than any other team that I thought Miami could face, even coming out of the West, this Golden State team, I think, is better than anything I thought could happen out there. And with their playoff experience, I think now they're by far the most dangerous team in the NBA. And if I would have seen this team and known what they could have been, seen them at the beginning of the season, I think it would have been a fifty-fifty split in what I thought the finals would have been. And I don't think like I'm still really convinced Miami came out comes out the East, but I thought Miami had this thing in the bag this year, and the emergence of this Golden State team and kind of being great at the exact opposite of what like you guys thrive on good defense. Boston thrives on good defense and then you know you got to make shots you got to do the rest of your things your stars have to be stars I get that but Golden State thrives on their offense right? Right. and so that aspect just seems crazy interesting to me no matter who Golden State has to play so either way I think we're in for a great finals it's going to be there's going to be a lot of fun to see but Golden State is incredibly dangerous, and if they win this year, they might go they they might go on a two to three, four year run where they're at least in the finals every year again. Because LeBron James right. is getting older. The Lakers look like, you know, they can't really answer back. The real competition out there is a Phoenix Suns team who can't close out a series, and you got an emerging Luca and Ja, those are the most dangerous, maybe. You know, if Denver can get healthy, there's a lot of teams out there. I get that. But Golden State's got something else working for them. And if they're healthy, they seem like the most dangerous team. Mm-hmm. So I'm still going with the Heat. But I I think there's no way. They would have to win in six because I don't think it goes back. Well, Golden State has home court advantage. Right. So I think the Heat would have to win in six because I don't think I don't think no. they could go to Game Seven, game seven and win, win in Golden yeah. State. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that that's too tough. Um. So that that's my pick:
0: Heat in six. I, I want to bounce back to one thing that I said earlier, as far as home teams in Game Seven winning eighty percent of the time. We did see that skewed this year. When Luca went in there and absolutely shitted on Phoenix in game seven in Phoenix. So, I, Miami saw that. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So, they saw how devastating of a loss that was for Phoenix. So, Miami knows, yeah, we can't have that happen in our house. Um, and, like you said, the Heat would have to probably wrap that up in six games. They still would have to win a game in Golden State to win the series. Like, yes. they just have to. Yeah. Um, I think Boston and Miami poses a similar problem to Golden State that Memphis did. Now, between Memphis, Boston, and Miami, Miami's smaller, but Miami's still slightly bigger than Golden State. Um, they, they would just have to play big, and they have to play strong. And I I would love to see Bam and Draymond go at it. I would absolutely love to see those two go at it um, on a night to night <coughs> basis. But... We both said towards midseason, we see Miami coming out of the East and winning this thing. I'm sticking with it as well. I know for a fact we've played Golden State tough and close the last four or five years. Uh, we match up well with Golden State. Um, we've led Golden They beat us both games this season, but we've led both those games late. And I remember the last game was like Jordan Poole just came out of nowhere and dropped like 30s. I'm like, what the fuck? Bro? That's when I started paying attention to Poole. I'm like, who is this kid? Um, we couldn't stop him that night. But there is no team that I'm afraid of. I think Miami can match up with any team, And that's, that's me being a little biased because I'm a Heat fan. I will say I believe this Boston
1: series is going to be a tougher series than the Golden State series, if that makes sense. So – Um, I do think so. It's a rougher series. Like Boston is very, you and Boston are very similar. Yeah. And And so that just, it's tough. My only,
0: my only concern, and everyone is banged up. So I'm not using this as an excuse. My only concern is I don't know how bad Jimmy's knee is. Apparently PJ Tucker shouldn't even be playing. I don't know when hero's coming back and cows. Game to game, you know, some games is he got it, some games he don't with that ha- with that hamstring. So that that's the only thing that, that bothers me because I think we are a little more injured than maybe Golden State is. That's the only thing that bothers me. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it, it sucks. <laughs> it, it sucks. But I'm about 60-40 Miami, that 40% being all these goddamn injuries. That's just... You know, I, I wish both teams could be
1: healthy, peak condition, all of that. Um, but I'm it. Some people 40. are gonna say we jinxed them just even picking them today, and it's gonna be Boston. <laughs> 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 That's what people are gonna say. We love our brothers. <laughs> okay, we, so uh, I just wonder if you do.
0: Oh, you do. I've been, see- I've been seeing it all week. <laughs> He, he said he he said he ate. Shout out to Kevin Carter and Cortez Paul of the Balls in Our Court podcast.
1: Uh, Kevin said funny.
0: he anti he anti jukes me on their last podcast. So <laughs> did you see did you see my meme? I, I I hit him with yesterday. Jimmy Butler talking about some see y'all Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: uh, I wasn't on uh, social media okay. yet yesterday, yeah. so yeah. I
0: got, we've been having a, a playful back and forth because Kevin hates it when I predict. So Heat win. He hates it. He's
1: like, <laughs> I've never seen a Heat fan like seems like he's hoping his team loses, even though he thinks they're good. <laughs> or when I don't, Kevin throws me like curveballs sometimes. I'm like, what's going on here? It's gonna be I a love
0: fucking it. I love blowout. Guys it's gonna be a blowout tonight. I'm telling you, the Heat's gonna win by like 15. I'm telling you because I, I believe Boss is gonna tap out. Um I'm I'm going to let you have the floor for a second because we've had this conversation offline, but you know, the people need to hear it too. How excited are you for the prospect of Chet maybe coming to Orlando?
1: I'm trying to not get too excited, mm. but I'm very excited. Okay. Um wh- whether it works or not because all I want is the opportunity to take a chance on a guy like that, and um, this is why he's my pick over um, was it Smith Jabari Smith. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the reason I'm going those guys over um, the Duke prospect is because uh, I've seen I haven't seen too too much of these guys, but from what I understand that the Duke prospect is a guard, or, you know, right? I think he's he star, a guard.
0: Yeah, I think he's, he's like a combo guard, yeah.
1: Okay, I can be real. I'm just saying, like, um, right now I feel like we have a, a lot of uh, guards who might need the ball in their hand. Mm-hmm. Or you know, I think we're set on that right now. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm going to see what we have with Fultz and those guys before I – but <clears throat> our big, like – Wendell Carter Jr. emerging was nice. Mobamba um, having a great season is nice, which it seems like the management is back and forth on how they want to handle him. And the Jonathan Isaac situation, I think, was a curveball no one was really looking to have. and it, Even aside from the injuries, because it's not like we're used to having him on the court. It's just we thought we'd get him back eventually. Now all that's gone, so that's fine. So in my eyes... We need a, a more predominant big man presence. That's just me. That's my opinion. That's all. Um, so I thought with that added with just everybody being healthy, these young guys getting better, that's what I was wanting to see, like just the natural progression of things. Okay, but mm-hmm. getting the number one pick allows you the chance <clears throat> To get this seven foot or seven one, whatever his height is, we know people lie, We know these things lie sometimes, but either way, he's a big man. He has a defense and presence. He can put the ball on the on the court. He like he can handle the ball, basically, like a like with the skills of like a younger Anthony Davis as well. Like the the ability for them to to take the ball and move it up the court. A, you know, Giannis is the perfect example of that because of how athletic he is. You know, um, but I think the there's not a lot of years. There's not a lot of players that come along with this kind of size with this kind of ability. You know, um, the biggest issue is his like is how thin he is, his weight and like how healthy he can be in the NBA. Obviously, that's a question when you come in that thin. We've seen a lot of guys come in extremely thin. Kevin Durant is one of them. You know, looked like a skeleton at first. Um, Porzingis, I think, is the closest uh, we've seen to like, uh, what Chet looks like initially. And we know Porzingis has had trouble staying healthy. But everybody's different. My biggest thing is, Chet seems like the outlier, the guy that you don't see in every draft. Um, he has a, <clears throat> a pedigree for playing tough games in college. Like, we've seen a lot of him. He has the things you want to see in a player. Like, the biggest problems in my eyes are the health. So. I know this seems to be a question in a lot of fans' minds, and like where they're gonna, they think the organization's going to go. I think the organization would be crazy not to pick him first, Chet. I mean, I also think based on their their history, that's what most play- people should think they're going to do. They even made a comment I saw yesterday, or the day before, where they said they value like length and size. And it was like a hit at, you know. Um, Whether or not he pans out, I feel like I'd rather take a chance with the high-end ceiling pick of Chet than, to me, the safer pick of Smith. And I'm not knocking Smith. Um, I just think initially, whatever he brings to our team, Chet could bring, but with a higher ceiling. Of potential, even in the in, even in a rookie season. So, when the Magic have had the number one pick and they picked a seven-footer, it's it has bode well for us eventually. Um. So I would just I would gamble and pick Chat. I wouldn't trade the pick. I wouldn't mess around. I wouldn't what, whatever it is that people think the Magic could do. I'm pretty sure they're going to keep that pick, and I'm pretty sure they're going to pick Chet with it based on this management. It's like history. They picked, this is the same guy that picked Giannis, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's like 13th or 14th, something like that. But Chet fits what this team has picked in the past, especially in terms of big men. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But I'm, I'm like, I would bet money the Magic picked Chet. And I think it's the right kick.
0: I only have one, one warning for Magic fans. I'm not, you know, this is not necessarily you. But the only warning I have is Alex Martins. And I told you this earlier when he said that they're going to deliver a championship by 2030. Well, we're about to get into 2023. So this is going to be the guy. It better get done. Because after this, I don't know what other direction the team can go in. Does that make sense? I know it's still, Mm -hmm. still years down the road, but I I don't know where else they can go. So that's, that's my only, my only warning for magic fans. Give it time. If this is going to be the guy, give it time. You still have that window. You have seven years, um, to get it done with this kid. I don't think they're going to put them in there right away. Um, He he could very well ride the bench the first season. Like, let's just be real. They're not going to throw him out there. He has to to fill out a little bit. Um, Then you guys have to shuffle some pieces to make room for him. So, I I, I'm okay with them drafting him. I'm okay with them bringing him along slowly, um, which sounds like that's what they want to do. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I. I'm excited to see how it plays out. I'm excited to see how it plays out. You know, I think you guys have a good young team. Um, I'm waiting for you guys to kind of turn that corner a little bit. You know what this, you know what I always say, if you guys played against the rest of the league, like you guys play against the heat, y'all would be in the playoffs every year. That's just what I say. Um, And there's a lot of truth to that. Um, But yeah, it's interesting to see how you guys can turn it, can turn it back around. So we'll see. So, That's going to be it for this week's episode of the Hardwood Nation podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Like, subscribe, and share our content on on, uh, YouTube. We're on Facebook as well. You can drop comments on all our videos. You can tell us how great we are. You can tell us how ugly we are. We don't care. We're still going to respond to you and tell you thank you for participating. (laughs) That is going to be it. (laughs)